3: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now, it's Gabe time. Gabe Kuhn. Gabe Kuhn was one of the great little trivial nuggets in all football bios. His grandfather was the inventor of the Easy Bake Oven. (laughs) like a boss the best lineman on the radio well the only lineman on the radio it's game time game time we're ready the gabe coon show 92.9 fm espn
0: how about it happy friday out there welcome in september 15 2023 it's time for the gabe coon show i am your host Former Memphis Tiger offensive lineman Gabe Kuhn on X at G underscore coon 71 I'm alongside not Connor Dunning. Connor Dunning's off until Monday. But we have Brad Carson. How about it? Producing the show today at Brad Carson on X. Brad, how we doing?
2: We're doing awesome. And we are doing awesome. We are coming off a W, a win for your Memphis Tigers. And we're going to be undefeated going against Missouri. They are going to have a loss to Kansas State when we play them, presumably. You're just assuming. I'm assuming.
1: Okay.
0: And four-point line. Kansas State is that what it is? Maybe yeah. I
2: shouldn't assume.
0: Well, I think. You should. Okay, good. I think you should. Uh, thank you. Based on that Middle Tennessee-Missouri <laughs> game last week, I Gear don't up. know how, how much I uh, believe in Missouri.
2: But thanks to Mark Giannato, we have spreadsheets and details and emails, and uh, we yes, got some numbers. Yes, stadium
0: renovation numbers. Hey. So with that, I will say, I don't know if it's if he's you know. Writing exactly about this, I'd imagine he is. But Jeff Calkins so. will not be on the show today because oh, well. he has to do some writing. It is what it is. We completely understand that. But I'm yeah. open here in a second on Tigers winning a tight one against Navy and stadium renovation and the discussions, the details we learned from the commercial appeal today. 4.30, usually at 5.30. But we have Lee Sterling giving you picks. Now. Hey, um, We're going to take a trip around the NFL at 4.30. Um then at about 5 o'clock, instead of Jeff, we have Thursday Night Football to discuss. Eagles win 34-28. That defense does not look good. And I know they have some injuries, but uh, they seem to be missing missing Jonathan Gannon. I'm going to be completely honest with you. And I know he's over with the Cardinals, and <laughs> everybody's making fun of all of his sounders with the Cardinals. What is that, a YouTube, yeah. uh, a, a YouTube documentary? Mm-hmm. Um, but they certainly miss him. Uh, but we'll also talk about NFL Week 2, college football Week three. As far as guests are concerned, Lee Sterling at 530. To give you those picks from Paramount Sports, we'll get you some NFL, some college football. Uh, And then Alyssa Lang. How about that? How about it? She will be in town on Monday for the Memphis Touchdown Club. SEC Network studio host. Uh, She does work with SiriusXM. She's on X at Alyssa Lang if you want to go follow her. But... Um, she will be at Hilton Memphis this coming Monday. If you need tickets and information, if you want to show up to that, how about how about you go to MemphisTDClub.com for the tickets and the information? And then the Blitz will come at about six thirty. And uh, we have a couple of things. Okay. One, Ole Miss is going through it. They've been listed as a defendant alongside uh, Lane Kiffin in a lawsuit filed by football player who has said he's been kicked off. He's a defensive lineman, Desanto Rollins. He alleges that. Lane Kiffin was malicious, intentional, uh, reckless, indifferent in Rollins' mental health. Uh, sort of conversation. He had two weeks away from the facility. Lane Kiffin got into it with him. There's a recorded conversation. Um, so there's a lot going on there. Ole Miss is going to have to deal with that throughout the season. And uh, Alabama has another starting quarterback for this week for <laughs> wow. South Florida. That's Tyler probably, Buckner. Yeah. Oh, they're going to They're going to pull the hook. Yeah. He's been taking first team reps. We've been hearing about it all week, but they have uh, said he's well, going to start versus South Florida over Jalen Milrow.
2: Got a tough matchup there. You got to be on point. What is the line on that game? It's thirty. A lot, a thirty I'm piece.
0: Sure. Thirty piece, Gabe. I mean, I, I think Goalish at some point can get that thing. Shouldn't turned you give around Milrow another point? hack at it at this point? I don't know. I mean, I, I guess the thought is South Florida get the new guy out there. Get the new there. guy in. See okay. what he can do under the lights. Because right. you don't feel that – do not they don't, they're not scared of that game, to say the least.
2: Yeah, and it's not like Seth Hennigan where the dude's been playing for two and a half years or something. You know, Yeah, this but is South
0: the, Florida needs to improve pretty quickly. I think Alex Golish can get it eventually, yeah, so. get it done eventually.
2: I don't know enough about that program anymore. I'll say this, South, though. I mean, South Florida,
0: Alex Golish was the OC at Tennessee last year, and we saw what they did to Bama in that secondary. I wonder if Alex Golish has some uh, beats. Oh. On what he could do. Some, some intel the from his game what, last year? Yeah, what mm. he did at home. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe no, no, very, unlikely. They, very unlikely. You're very good yeah. at building up the suspense, Gabe. <laughs> very unlikely. <laughs> um, but we have to start with the Tigers being 3-0. Navy visited Memphis last night at 6.30, and it uh, that game devolved pretty quickly, but it was 28-24 Memphis. And, you know, I'll give a couple of... I'll give a positive. Tigers won a one score game. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> last year they were 0-4 in such games. They are 1-0 in such games this year. Okay. Um, at this point, it's kind of strange to see the September to every other month splits for Ryan Silverfield. Um, 10 and 2 in September, 14 and 13 in every every other month. So this is really uh, now that you have Mizzou, Boise State Tulane, we're really gonna see what this team is made of here coming soon. Um, that game was on crack. That game was on PCP at the end. We got into the fourth quarter, and Brad, I am blown away. We had a fumble on the goal line after Blake Watson had a 69-yard run. They could have iced the game, gone up by 10. Um, then you had a Navy fumble, or they could have gone up by 11, I should say. Then there was a Navy fumble in the open field. Yep. Yep. Then you had a Seth Hennigan INT when they could have iced the game, theoretically, if they just got a couple of first downs. I'll get to Seth in a second, but what that throw told to me, I mean, people have talked about him potentially being concussed because he did get hit. He got walloped early in that game uh, by a Navy defender. I thought they should have thrown the flag on that. But besides the point, um, I don't know if he has a fastball on him. And we'll talk about Seth in a second, okay. but that, that, there's something there. And then the refs at the end tried to give Navy that spot. What the, I mean, that was crazy. That was a I mean, I could, you can see it from a mile away. He was a half yard to three oh. quarters of a yard short. It I think the close. ref was concussed. I mean, that was well, brutal. You know what? No, they tried to give him the old Service Academy spot. Oh, is that what yeah. it was? That, that was a foot game. That's, that's a support our troops spot, is what that was. Let's be honest. Um, yeah. But what's frustrating about that game is they just did not show up for most of it um, and you know the defense got better as the the game went along early in that game they had their struggles they gave up some big plays um, number 46 Tesca is gonna haunt our dreams for oh, some yeah. time um, but what's most most frustrating for me is how they started that game versus how the rest of the game went this team has great moments and we've seen it over the past you know three years at times But the sustainability isn't there. They need to find some sustainability throughout a game, throughout a season. I was very positive for about the first 10 minutes of that game. What happened, right? The opening execution and the script was beautiful. That's the truth of it. They got a stop on Navy. Navy punts. They get the ball on the 10. They proceed to go 13 plays, 90 yards, they take up five eighteen. They ran the ball in with Blake Watson. They go up 7-0. And then from there on, it was just everything started to spiral out of control. Everything started to get close. They started to get labored. There were some issues. I thought all in all, there's some bad football being played. And it starts, um, and I'm not going to blame the defense by any stretch of the imagination because I think there's reasons as to why they couldn't tackle. But they couldn't tackle in the first half last night. It was It was bad. Navy had 196 yards rushing in that first half, including a 75 yard uh, TD run on basically what you would call a, 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 a it was the pitch man basically. I, I, I couldn't, based on what we saw the first two weeks, I couldn't, my brain did not work as to why they just couldn't get anybody on the ground in that first half. Um, but when you start to take into consideration, it was a short week against the triple option. And Ryan Silverfield, after the game, I was listening to him with uh, the crew. Um, they didn't tackle at practice this week, Brad. They didn't have pads on. They didn't yeah. do that. Which I think if you, you know, hindsight 2020, you go back, you probably put them in pads at least one day last week and try to get them hitting. Um, because they, they didn't really respond early in that first half to the physicality that Navy was going to bring them the entire game. Now, did they respond in a big way? Yes. Um, but that first half told us a lot about where that defense was coming into the game. Um, but for Navy, when it comes to the winning that game close, 2824, no one wanted to see it to be see it that close. No one wanted to see uh, the Tigers struggle with that game. Um, but for defense, I think it was a wash. it was a weird look. Navy put in a spread wrinkle, which you've been talking about. You have, you've been reading the reports I, there, Brad. I, I
2: figured it was coming at some point.
0: But I, even with the spread wrinkle, you see Ty Lavita, I don't think he's a good quarterback. And they had a deep ball over the middle. It, it, it's strange. You see them go against Arkansas State and Bethune-Cookman, and I understand that those are not good opponents. But Navy does not run anything complex when they get into that spread look. And it seemed like some of the guys in the secondary just sort of lost their mind at times yeah. last night and let, let Navy's receivers sort of get over top. Um, but the offseason reports were true. So that's that's good for you. Okay. You've been you've been waiting to see that. Well they but were still, waiting for Memphis. Still, I don't think that game should have been like that. That was that no. was awfully damn close. And I think the offense needs to take a little bit more of the blame than the defense. Seth Hennigan, twenty three for thirty five, two eighteen, T D, and a terrible INT. Just a miserable INT. I I one, that last interception, you see that he doesn't quite have a fastball. And I'm not sure how I would how I would sort of describe it with Seth. I don't think he's regressed, but I don't know if he's grown really much from his freshman year. I don't really, I, I don't know what the reasoning behind that is, but I haven't seen the growth that I thought I would see in year three with Seth behind center. He um, just doesn't look quite right. We had the two picks in a game against Bethune. Cookman, you had that pick last night. He, he's been late on multiple reads um, he missed some throws last night that could have extended drives. It was it was frustrating. Yeah. It was a frustrating watch last night watching Seth Hennigan.
2: You're the one who wanted him to throw less and run the ball, right? Yeah,
0: and he ran the ball a little bit. He, I mean, yeah. he had he had two rushing TDs, so you no, give I, him his credit for that. I
2: the the only problem I had was the underthrown ball. That was the only one I saw, mm-hmm. and, and you know that that I just didn't I didn't understand that pass. Why he didn't throw it over the top?
0: It, it was it was strange though because that's a tough game. For an offense that can't run the ball consistently. Now, obviously, I'll get to Blake Watson. But yeah, in that that's a, first that's half, throughout the game, you didn't see – you had those big chunk plays from Blake mm. Watson, but you didn't have a consistent run game. That Navy defense and the plan that they put out there – It was good. They were it, spotting the linebacker and, and doing well, all that the, movement. Well, the thought process is they'll they'll blitz, and they'll uh, give you a, a different look every yep. once in a while. They'll try to time up their blitzes when they go into cover right. one, cover Laquero, zero. Yep. But they do not want to give up big plays. That's the truth of it.
2: No, they were backing off more than they were blitzing.
0: At the very least, they don't want to give up big chunk plays in the passing game. Right. And if you watched them last night, they had this two high or three high shell, meaning you had two high safeties or three high safeties, and they'd bring in the occasional blitz. Um, But if you don't have a run game to keep them honest and try to bring some of those safeties down and run support, you're going to have trouble pushing the ball downfield, and we saw that all night. Yeah, Everything had to be short, intermediate checkdowns um, because they were not going to be able to bomb over top, which they wanted to do consistently. And now what does scare me is that offense has put that on film and Navy has shown what works, what you can do to this team to bother them. Every other team has film on that now. So what are they going to do? They're going to try to keep... Uh, make Memphis keep them honest with the run game, and they're going to have to be able to do that consistently. Now, do I have a little bit of hope after last night that they can potentially keep teams honest? Yes, and there's only one name that I can bring up. That's Blake Watson. Ten carries, 169 yards, two two uh, separate runs of 69 yards. He had a TD, six catches, 68 receiving yards. He's a pro. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I look at this guy, and he ran for 1,000 yards at Old Dominion last year, but what he can do in the pass game – What he can do running the ball. I mean, even even on the two big runs, he broke like three tackles to get up out there and and make something happen. And he stayed on his feet as well as he could. They're going to have to make a concerted effort to feed him and find ways to get him into open space. Because he is, truthfully, their most dynamic weapon on offense. It's not close. No,
2: he's like... These guys you've had in the last ten years, isn't he? The Antonio yeah. Gibson's. I mean, he's a Settler. hard. You know, he's, he's just a. It's hard to put him on that level after one game, but like I remember,
0: he, it was, he's a physical runner. Yes. Just like, really big too, and and, and he's strong. Can, he can make plays in different ways. Yeah. I mean, fast. Had, on that first drive, he had a 22-yard catch. Yeah. Like, there's just different ways you can get him involved. He that, looks the part. That that this team was able to do last night yep. it was able to make happen last night but without those two big run plays that run game was kind of dead I yeah. have to say I don't know well, I don't it, know your it, thoughts it was it
2: was kind of dead there yeah. were, but the, 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 it was a tough night for some reason and, and they weren't balanced they were getting some of the stuff in the middle but they weren't yeah. going back enough
0: yeah um now, Rock Taylor, I think, has definitely emerged as sort of the main weapon on the outside. He had that really good Is fade he, yeah. ball catch, uh, yeah. six catches, 64 yards, and a TD. He's very strong. Mm-hmm. He plays very strong. I still want to see some other guys step up, though. Demir Blankums, did not have a good night last night. He had four targets, only one catch. Yeah. Um, well, the defense gonna, and the they're offense, gonna need, they're going to need more, more of those guys to step up when, yeah. they, when they get into the stretch against Mizzou. Boise it, it felt
2: like the offense and defense took turns, right? The, the first half being the defense, the second half the offense was it was their turn to kind of have a rough a rough go of it.
0: Yeah, well, I I don't know if the offense ever was clicking on full on on all cylinders. But they, they, well, they, they had just, that first drive. You pointed yes, it out. Yes, but then like after that, it, it took a while. It took till about the right before halftime for them to score again. Like the. Yeah they come out it was tied and at the honestly half. all three games they've come out and had good opening drives mm-hmm. but they just can't sustain it i don't know what it is maybe it's just the opening script for tim cramsey and ryan silverfoot what they put together is just so good yeah. and then once you start to sort of free, uh, you know go off on your own and uh deal with the game right. and the ups and downs crevices and valleys like you just sort of maybe the play calling gets a little stagnant you don't necessarily know what to do and they're giving you different looks i it's just strange though, because the opening script has been great all three games, and then throughout the game they just stall and have these big lulls offensively. It's frustrating. It's a frustrating. <laughs> it's feeling. inconsistent. Yeah, yeah. They just got to stay consistent. Now, I still
2: believe they're going to beat Missouri, though.
0: I, I, I just, well, I, I still, I've not changed my opinion watching the Navy I, game. It's a I, Navy game. I will say this: I think there's a lot of people that are going to have this thought process about going after the defense and saying, well, they weren't ready for that Navy game. They're going to have to buck up. I don't know if they're as good as we gave them credit for in the first two games. Um, and maybe that is the case. We'll see what they look like against Mizzou. But I think this defense is still good. I, I, have to, I will give them a pass for Navy week. I said that yesterday. No matter what you think of this defense, I think pretty highly of them so far. Secondary's better. Their front seven's better. They're, they're good against normal offenses. Um, no matter what you think about this defense, though, I think last night should be a wash in your brain. Like, that's just you're on a short week dealing with Navy. You didn't have your pads on. Now you're going to have a long – this is the good news. You had the short week versus Navy. Now you have a long week for Mizzou to go prep to go into the America's Dome in St. Louis and, and, and handle a SEC team that's not that good. We don't, we don't have to fool ourselves. They're playing Kansas State this weekend. I think Mizzou's defense is solid. Offensively, though, I don't see much. I just don't see much. Cody Schrader, that running back, is okay at best. They'll give it to him about 20 times a game. Nathaniel Pete has some game, but no, I don't really see. I, I, I mean, um, Luther Burden's a guy you're going to have to make sure you pay attention to. He's the number 1 wide receiver a couple years ago that Mizzou ended up getting out of East St. Louis. Um, They're going to have to pay attention to him, but I don't think Brady Cook's that that good. Defense is pretty good, right? But I think that Mizzou team, when you just talk about how this Memphis team has played through the first three, I think defense can always pace a game. I think this defense is going to be able to pace games for this offense. Mm -hmm. This offense is going to take a while to start hitting at peak efficiency if they ever do this season. I think this defense will keep you in games as long as you need to stay in games, but the offense is going to have to pull their end as well.
2: I think that makes sense. Yeah. That's what I saw last night. I, you know, for for Missouri, the cool thing is you get to watch tomorrow night's game and see where they go from there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I throw out the Navy game, right? And I'm sure you guys did that when you played for the Tigers, right? Did you, yeah.
0: Did you look at it like, that's a weird, <laughs> it's a weird team? Yeah, you don't, I mean, offensively you see what you need to see against Navy, and I did not see what I wanted to see last right. night. You had that 100-yard rusher, but they didn't cover, that linebacker and they, they were good. Consistent. Though. Like, they had good players. they had a couple but of skill guys. I, I, like for a defense, I throw out the Navy film because you're not going to see that again. Mm. It's just such a strange look, and it's all gap integrity and tackling the right guy. Mm. And in other games, you you get to play more free.. Okay. Go chase ball. Yeah. You don't get to chase ball in that game. <laughs> yeah, you that. just don't. And if you miss tackles, it could be the death of you in that, mm. in that, in that game. So I, well, you I, saw it. You one, saw it thing, with the pitch one thing point. we're going to have to see against Mizzou, though, they're going to have to tackle back. Yep. That's, that's no, no doubter. But I think in the first two games, they showed us that they're, they're able to tackle. Now, stadium renovation conversation from the commercial appeal today. We uh, have some really. I, shout out to Mark Giannato. Shout out to Jonah Dillon, the new uh, Tigers football beat reporter. They did a great job um, of reporting using an open records uh, request to go see what the plans are in the mayor's office for the Grizzlies and for Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium, FedEx Forum as well, right? Um, and a lot more money, a lot more money than 350 is being planned to be used, right? And uh, I, there's, there's different ways they can get it, with you know, uh, taxes, everything else. They, 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 they will find other ways to fund these projects. But it looks like the plan right now, Grizzlies want $550 million for renovations. The mayor's office is willing to give up $500 million. Tigers need $295 million to do their renovations, even though they had originally said $150 to $200, and they're prepared to give them $220 220 million. This is what I said on Wednesday. At some point, yeah, we can do the either-or conversation and who's more important, and of course I think it's the Grizzlies. But... I always thought that this was going to work out. Where maybe there will be delays, maybe there will be some issues with getting it all together logistically. But both projects, both renovations, were going to get done. That was the original thought process behind the state giving the three hundred and fifty million to the city of Memphis was to make it a and project, not an or project.
2: Yeah, and kudos to uh, Bill Hargrave for the diligence with the with the detail on the. On, on the conversation with Wexler by line iteming this stuff. Um, I mean University yeah. of Memphis is
0: detailed as hell in this report. I am. <laughs> Grizzlies are not being all that transparent about exactly what they want done in their stadium.
2: They they, they are in the FedEx Forum. I, it, I'm just kind of they're con- not basically commenting on the, yeah. the uh, whether we want to do or not to do. And If yeah. we
0: have. If we want five fifty and we get yeah. five hundred, there's no it's, there's it's no it's sense of how ex- angry right. they would be in that situation. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I am, I'm confused on where the Grizzlies stand. I don't. I, I know exactly where the University is. Uh, pretty clear. They made it pretty damn clear. <laughs> yeah. Laird Beach, Bill Hard, Graham uh, Riley, Everybody is very on we imp- need to get this <laughs> yes. thing done in January because <laughs> we
2: don't want a delay. No, it's impressive uh, what they've done, and and kudos to them for going out and and doing this PR campaign. It's um. It's quite extraordinary and, and quite a turn for them the last couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, but yeah. I think—
2: And and we're all going to get there.
0: All of the back and forth, the vitriol <laughs> we had this week. And where does that it, come from? <laughs> do I blame you, Brad? No. Brad, you were, on the, you were on the World Wide Web. You know, we, we
2: had Oklahoma City. We had—you uh, know, there was a lot of stuff going on yeah, this week. Yeah,
0: but, I, 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 you know— this is what I thought on Wednesday. I think all the discussions we'd have, we've had about who's more important the either or, right. we're going to be for all for not because I think, in the end of the day, everybody has a vested interest in getting all these projects done. Right. Maybe AutoZone Park and
2: you know the soccer well, that's stadium. The, are completely I think out it's, of it. I'm glad you brought that up. But, what what we can take from this and glean from this is they are out. I well, mean, but it,
0: it, it wasn't that always the thought. Pro- we, we all we there's no that.
2: soccer stadium. There's no money for AutoZone Park. I mean, that's that's clear because that's not even
0: thought. But when it comes this. to AutoZone Park, let me ask you this because I, I, yeah. I have my – just I think, you know, they've done better with the video board. They've replaced their pixels. They've done that thing. Yep. I think it's just elbow grease to sort of get, get AutoZone Park where, it, yes, maybe a couple updates wouldn't hurt here and there. But you don't need to invest an insane amount of money based on how many or how many people are in AutoZone Park any given night. I think that's fair. Like, you, and and also, it just takes some cleaning and some elbow grease to get that place looking spick and span, if you will. Like, that's that's where we're
2: at. Well, if you were talking pocket change,
0: yes, a, year, a million bucks, five hundred thousand
2: yeah. dollars, paint, uh, sweat equity. Yes. You know, we got the jumbotron. Um, we're not doing a new sta- soccer stadium.
0: I am of the opinion I would. You know, just based on like it's hard for soccer and baseball to share a venue because it's different I've playing services. I've never surfaces. liked that idea. It's, I, it's different never playing liked services liked that altogether. I think in a perfect world you'd have soccer, you'd have nine hundred one FC I, and 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 uh, yeah. the Redbirds playing in separate venues. Yes. But it's not the worst. I, thing I think in the it's world, all right you
2: have. I I like them being here. I don't want to suggest that I don't like. I enjoy the nine hundred one FC product, but. I don't think they need to. In a city like Memphis, that's a pro town with a big time stadium renovations and these other and just you know places. You have to you have uh, to do those first. Yeah, I, I think so. Who generates more money? I think where's, so. Where's the right? You know coming? what I do l- lament a little bit is that as a baseball fan, and I know I'm speaking for a small percentage of people here, I go about three games a year to AutoZone Park to see the Redbirds. It does kind of blow that over 23 years we've dissipated as a baseball town. And I think that that has happened organically because of what's happened with the Grizzlies and the University of Memphis, maybe. I don't know. I mean, because when that park was new when I first moved here, man, it was it was a big deal. And it's like the next best thing. We just move on towards it. So we just, we I, I, I realize weird, that's part we, well, of it.
0: But we also, like for the baseball, like, we just have a strange melting pot city when it comes it to is, baseball. It is. It is.
2: But when that stadium was built, because I was fresh in Memphis 20-plus right. years ago. I had just moved here, and it was four. I think they built it in, in 2000 like it, there was buzz and it was the coolest thing downtown and it's now not Are part you saying
0: of make our... the make the Redbirds make AutoZone Park great again? That's where we're at, right? Well,
2: now. and I don't yeah. think it's about wins and losses, that's for sure. No, I think it's it's, it's about I, mean. uh, I think that talks about our city a little bit in terms of our fandom. It, it you can go to Myrtle Beach and see more people watch a minor league baseball game.
0: It's a basketball and a football
2: town. It, no. it, it has become that. Mostly basketball. it has become that. And and I wonder what is the future for baseball in that regard. I mean, if can you sustain yourself if you're getting three or four thousand fans? I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, I'm but sure they I, do.
0: one thing I am curious about with this, I mean, this is seven hundred and twelve million dollars uh, of of money that they're going to.
2: It's an S ton of money, have dude.
0: to go, and they have three hundred fifty million of it taken care of, but they're going to have to raise the additional. <gasps> yeah, I wonder how that's going to work, and I wonder what type of delays we're looking at for both projects, if that is the case. Because yeah. like I, I'm not, I yeah. obviously. Well, that's lot, why Memphis wants this money, out there, right? A lot of that money comes from like projections of what they're going to get through taxes and everything else mm-hmm. um, through the, through the entirety of the project. But I, I don't, I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't know if yeah. the, I like I. I will say this for Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium: people at the University of Memphis are very, very clear about their intentions. They do not want that thing to get delayed, and I don't think I don't no. think I don't think there would be a. I mean, when do you pick it back up at said point? Like, where, where <laughs> when would you pick it? Because they're going to have to basically knock out most of the uh, visiting sideline, yeah. the, visiting, the visiting side of the Liberty Bowl.
2: They're, because they're doing it in
0: sections. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you don't want to go through delays with a project like that.
2: Well, it's not like they need all the seatscape.
0: You know? I know. I get it. And they're going to take some out Yeah. In the, during that project. Yeah. I get that. Was that a little slick shot? No. A little slick? no. Uh, Brad. No. Yeah, it was. You can do it in
2: sections. Yeah, I got you.
0: Now, um, when you think of engagement rings, moving on to something else, wedding bands or diamonds, think Robert Irwin Jewelers. Robert Irwin Jewelers um, is the number one place in town uh, when you need a good ring made for you. They are great. Ring design is the number one thing women care about and why all Robert Irwin Jewelers rings are fully customizable. And this is how customizable they are. You could have an idea in your head. You could uh, uh, take a picture you could, if you're an artistic person, I'm not artistic, but if you have a drawing of a ring that you want, they'll make it come to life for you, one-of-a-kind custom ring for your loved one. Or you can just show up to one of their five locations, including the one on Perkins Extended, and you can make that ring all by yourself. You choose the center stone, cut clarity, shape, size, you pick the setting, they'll help you if you need help and Robert Irwin Jewelers will make that ring for your special someone that no one else has or has ever even tried on. It was designed by you for them. It always means more when you take the time to do something special. And no pressure, no pressure at Robert Irwin Jewelers because they have the mint to be guarantee. Buy your loose diamond and custom-made engagement ring at Robert Irwin Jewelers, and you have 365 days to return that you could break up. You could, she may not like the ring, and you could just get it refunded and find another one for her, but you have 365 days to return it, so the pressure is at a, at a low, and that's what Robert Irwin Jewelers does so well. Um, they, they've been doing this in Memphis for 42 years. Howie and his family have always provided different, more relaxed ways to buy fine jewelry with less pressure, more options, and at much better prices. Um, they'll have something you'll be proud of no matter what your budget is. Bigger, brighter diamonds will zero down and up to 60 months to pay. So whether it's congratulations, I love you, I'm sorry, Merry Christmas, anniversary, birthday, $250 to $250,000, Robert Irwin Jewelers has something for you. Five Memphis locations, including the one on Perkins Extended, or you can go to rijewelers.com. Bigger, brighter diamonds, Robert Irwin Jewelers. Now, because we have a 530 guest, and that would be Lee Sterling, he's going to give you out some picks for the NFL and college football weekend. Have to move up our trip around the... Call from Mom.
3: NFL. Back rolling on the
0: Gabe Coonshow, 929 FM ESPN. It's time to take a trip around the National Football League brought to you by Long Shots. The Green Bay Packers. How about this? Pat McAfee show had Aaron Rodgers on. Oh, from his- Right after, right after uh, he was getting out of the hospital and surgery for his Achilles. Where was he in that video? I don't know. Good question. <laughs> do, do, do you know? I, 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 think I, I he's know. already.
2: It looked like a darkness retreat it again. Like he was at home, I guess. Yeah, it was that's, a very that's, uh, that's, that's, that's generic locale.
0: Yes, that was that's my best guess. It was just a, a, a random,
2: uh, yeah, a very interesting location.
0: Um, but there's a couple things. He will yeah. be back. He made that very clear. That's and way, if they, if his if his Instagram. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. <laughs> the, the night is always darkest right before the whatever. Before the lots dawn. I of lots of back. drama and Batman stuff. Um, but he says, "Give me the doubts, give me the timetable, give me all the things you think can, should, will happen. All I need is that one little extra percent of inspiration. Then watch what I." Have. I think that we can doubt though what Aaron <laughs> Rodgers can be oh, when geez. he comes back. He's gonna be 40 years old on a, a repaired Achilles. I mean, it, like, let's be honest. I, I I don't know what to think of it. It's 10 months. I know how good Aaron Rodgers is. I know what he can do from the pocket. But a lot of his game has been, okay, I can move around the pocket. I can escape. I can make plays off-platform outside of the pocket. And that's where his biggest plays have come from in the past, creating time, even when there's a rush on him, and delivering darts, seeds, pills downfield. I wonder what it's going to be like. I'm sorry. I, 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 I shouldn't be doubting Aaron Rodgers. But after a a 10-month-to-a-year rehab for an Achilles, you hear people talk about Achilles all the time. Trusting it is the biggest issue you have. Is he going to be able to trust it by, you know, this time next year when he's back on the field? Like, we'll see. We'll see. But they do need his quarterbacking to get that team over the hump and uh, Zach Wilson for 16 games this year. By the way, I didn't even ask you this. Should Should they sign another quarterback? I think they should go at least look into something, whether you trade for Jacoby Brissett. Uh, look at Carson Wentz. Look at some of these guys and see see if you if you feel good about any of them.
2: Here's what I think they're going to do: they're going to wait until he loses a game, and then when he loses a game, they're going to go they're going to go sign another quarterback.
0: Well, he's going to lose a the game. They're playing the Cowboys this weekend, so they're probably going to lose this and they're going to sign yes. a quarterback. Okay, but I I, I don't know who. By, by the way, you can hear that Nick game Sunday, yes. seven o'clock,
2: ninety 9 FM, ESPN, Jets Cowboys. Nick
0: Foles, Matt Ryan. Is that who lame do you enough? get? I mean, if you're looking at the free agent list, I know people hate how much I may be. I'm not like a Carson Wentz fan. But Carson Wentz is the best thing out there from a free agent perspective. Cam Newton's, uh, from a throwing perspective, is over the hill. His shoulder is cooked, and it's no fault of his own. It was just a freak thing that happened throughout his career with the Panthers. He took too many hits. Carson Wentz, people forget. I, I, I always talk about this. We put guys in two different camps. At quarterback, You're in the elite category or you're terrible. I think Kirk Cousins almost leans to terrible sometimes in the, in the public eye, even though he's a good quarterback. Um, Carson Wentz has been put in that terrible category. But I, I want to remind people, with the Colts, we saw him almost make the playoffs, and that's really the big reason they did not renew his contract mm-hmm. and bring him back is because he couldn't beat the Jags last game of the year when the Jags were awful. Um, but he had 27 TDs to 7 INTs, 3,500 yards that year with the Colts. He didn't – and now, last year at the Commanders, he had some serious turnover issues, and they ended up replacing him. But I'm sorry. I I think Carson Wentz still has at least something to give. Now, if you're the Jets, the internal conversation is, do we think that he raises the ceiling enough to give us a playoff run, a potential playoff run? I would say probably no still with Carson Wentz. But it's better than Zach Wilson. I'm sorry. It is. So
2: I think you've hit on two of the names, and I've pulled up some internet research. Okay. Okay. Carson Wentz, I think, is probably the prime candidate. I think Nick Foles is a prime candidate. The Internet has listed three other dudes.
0: Colt McCoy. Ew. Joe Flacco. Okay, he's been there. I can get Worked with that. Robert Sala but, before. But again, I think Carson Wentz would be the bigger shot there where, okay, maybe, you know, if we get in the playoffs and he's playing at peak efficiency. Who knows? Who knows? Joe Flacco's just lame. Matt Barkley? No. Sorry. Can't Tradable options. Andy Dalton. I'm intrigued, but keep going. Any any other ones? Case Keenum. Oh, Case! What a pro's pro.
2: That's all I got. One really. of the best. Check- uh, those are the only ones I
0: think that. Case are relevant. Keenum, one of the best check collectors of our lifetime. <laughs> oh my god! Hey, gosh. can you get Fitz-
2: Fitzpatrick out of retirement? Maybe is he? What is he? 41. They made the call to Tom Brady. <laughs> I mean, let's not stop. Let's stop laughing at this joke. I think there's a part of his soul that still wants to be out that there. That you get on a phone call with him. Like, why not? Right? It, yeah, it's not happening. No, it's, it's. God, that would be so. I'm just looking amazing. at you. I'm, I'm, I'm trying know. to give you. A I'm little, also yeah, one that I, I am a brainstorm guy. Yeah, you know, I, I have, I have no regard for how people look at me when it comes to brainstorming, and I, I just think, you know, yeah, you're probably right.
0: Also from the uh, Pat McAfee Show, Aaron Rodgers uh, said that the rehab process will probably shock some people. He got asked, "Will you return this year?" He said. Never say never. Anything's possible. Oh, like Kevin get the hell out said, of here now! Anything's possible. There's now, no now you've taken it um, a step and too then, far. And then, of course, uh, he took shots at Keith Olbermann. Oh, what is this about? I didn't hear this. Uh, something about Keith Olbermann said if he would have got the shot, he wouldn't have gotten hurt. Something ridiculous. I don't know. And then Keith, he said, Keith, go get your fifth booster shot. I Oh, it's it's this COVID
1: crap again. It's
0: such a 2020... Here we go. It's such a 2020 Are we really there on this? It was such a 2020 back and forth. I'm over.
3: That, yeah. The Baltimore Ravens. The
0: Ravens running into serious injury issues again. Like they did last year. They had all their running backs out at the beginning (laughs) of the year. But now they have ruled out this week Marlon Humphrey with a foot injury. That's their best corner. They've ruled out... Ronnie Stanley with a knee injury. And, and quite frankly, Ronnie Stanley, I don't know if we're at the end of his career. He was a really good left tackle in the day. We had some pro bowls. He was an all-pro one year. But he can't stay on the damn field. He can't. Played 11 games last year. He's got to stay on the field, or they may need to move and, and find different options at left tackle. But Ronnie Stanley, when he's on the field, is good, but he's always off the field. Tyler Linderbaum, their starting center out of Iowa uh, a year ago. He's got an ankle injury. Marcus Williams, a really good safety. He has a pectoral issue. They're all out for Sunday's game against the Bengals, and now Mark Andrews is questionable. This Ravens team, I wanted to get some questions answered about that offense in week one. I saw – Lamar with the capability to spread it downfield. Zay Flowers looks really good. Odell Beckham Jr. had a a really good catch down the sideline. There's more weapons, but they've got to stay healthy. That secondary concerns me. That defense concerns me as a whole, and they have to keep that O-line upright and going. And having Ronnie Stanley and Tyler Linderbaum miss time is concerning. Those are are probably your two best linemen up front. Two of your best five. So, um, they're going to have to Win this war of attrition at some point, and they're they're already losing it. In I'm week trying two. to
2: find a Bengals line here and see what the line is on this game because I'm
0: right with the Bengals at this point. Yeah, I think I think that's fair right now. I think that's the fair. Washington Commanders. Commanders DN Chase Young is cleared and will be making his regular season debut versus the Broncos. He had a neck, neck injury. He had he's had an ACL injury since he's been in the league. We're talking about a really high pick that was used on him out of Ohio State. They ended up uh, declining. They, they didn't pick up his fifth year option, so um, he's going to be a free agent at some point. What I want to say about this is Chase Young, this is a prove-it year for him. He's coming off of this uh, the, the IR. He's going to be cleared. He's got to show some value. This is contract time. This is second contract he's working for. He hasn't shown a lot with the commanders. He's been off the field a lot, and he's had some decent moments. But he has not been able to put together a full season yet. And if he does not put together a full season this year, you wonder where he's going to land. And I, I'm not going to call him – I mean, based on where he was picked, I think some people will put him in that bus category right now, right this second. I think there's a lot of injury reasons that could be the case. But he is – he's flirting with that conversation. He's flirting with that word.
3: The Kansas City Chiefs.
0: Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey ready hey. to go. Locking and everybody's and firing. Ready to go versus the Jags. So uh, this is good for the Chiefs and why I still pick the Chiefs to be in the Super Bowl. We can worry about all we want about Chris Jones and uh, if he was going to miss the first eight weeks. He's not. He's going to be on the field. He, he uh, signed an incentive-laden one-year deal that could earn him, if he meets incentives, up to $25 million. That's basically top of the market for D-tackles. Travis Kelsey's back healthy. I don't know if – did you see the – Thank you God. See, did you I see need the, him on my roster. Did you see the video of him? Is This a Taylor Swift thing. He was running onto the field. He saw the camera, and he he went to go grab his knee, the knee that's been bothering him, and he acted like he was hurt oh, running I didn't onto the see field. This. And then he started twerking. Yeah, he did. He did. This he, guy yeah, is it was trolling a like a little it. much. But no, uh, these are two of their three most important players, and having them on the field wins them ball games. Wow. So, Chiefs are ready to go. They'll be rocking and firing.
3: The Houston Texans.
0: C.J. Stroud. What did you think of C.J. Stroud in week Good. one there? Yeah. 28 fine. for 44, 242, no No INTs. He got sacked five times, though. His well, O-line we know what the problem really is show there. Up. His O-line didn't show up. So there, there is that. But he's been added to uh, the injury report for hmm. the Texans with a shoulder injury, a right shoulder injury, throwing shoulder injury. And uh, they're listing him as questionable for Sunday's game against the Colts. I was looking forward to seeing C.J. Stroud. Like Stroud.
2: Did you like what you saw? Uh,
0: for the most part, I, with with rookie quarterbacks, you always have to give leeway. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so if they make mistakes with the ball, you don't usually freak out unless they make too many mistakes with the ball. We remember, like, Peyton Manning's right. first mm-hmm. year. He had more INTs than TDs. Yeah. Um, but seeing him take care of the football and dropping back 44 times with no running game, discernible mm-hmm. running game, I was actually impressed with him. I – I, I – I, I think, though, that with C.J. Stroud, there's going to be a point with all these sacks, if this old line continues to let him get hit like they did in week one, I don't want him to lose confidence. I feel like he's a guy. We saw it at Ohio State. There was some confidence lost at times, and they, they, there was calls for Kyle McCord to start, who's starting now for Ohio State. But um, I don't want this guy to lose confidence. That's a big issue. I, do want to, I did want to see. I was looking forward to him versus uh, Anthony Richardson. Him versus Anthony Richardson would have been a fun one. I think for the most part. And I, I, I have gone, you know, to the, uh, into the depths with the Anthony Richardson conversation, not having Jonathan Taylor. His weapons on the outside aren't that great. I don't necessarily think he should be starting immediately because they brought in Gardner Minshew for a reason. But he looked good week one as well.
2: Sorry, my kid called, thought I was picking him up today.
0: Oh, well, <laughs> uh, you're I, not. <laughs> I missed the
2: Texans portion.
0: Yeah. Who's the backup with Texans? The backup for the Texans, Davis Mills. Davis so Mills, Mills will start. If, Presumably, if, if it's questionable, he's questionable. C.J. Stroud. So if if he's not able to go, yeah, Davis Mills will go. Is that another option, by the way, for the uh, for the Jets, Davis Mills? <sighs> sure. Look that direction. I I mean,
2: why not? If, if I I think your all options are on the table. Here's my thing. You drafted him first. I mean, what was he? The second overall pick, Zach Wilson? Yeah. Like you. You can't – if you're the – you I mean, you can't you can't touch it. Well – You can't what, touch it. Why? I mean, I realize what for the 49ers just did. I mean, no, you no, no, no. You've seen what, 40- what Zach
0: Wilson is. He, he got a dub. Oh, gosh. But they, the one touchdown he threw was just, thank you, Garrett I Wilson, know. for saving my life. I mean, he has weapons, are freaks. That's the thing is freaks all around. I thought he took care of the ball a little bit better. But for- I, they need – I, I – I feel weird about the Jets completely punting on this season. Sixteen games of Zach Wilson will not equal a playoff berth or any play even if you do get the last wild card spot, you're not playing. I do
2: I do love what Robert Sala does though, and I know it sounds very coach speak and buying into the player, but I, I mean it's a hell of a strategy to try to you know he's... I
0: was thinking about this yesterday too, with Joe Douglas and Robert Sala. Robert Salah's going on year three, right? Like what, yeah. what how much do you hold against him? a lack of success this season? Like, do you just completely give him a pass for Aaron Rodgers being hurt? Or at some point, do you have to have that seat get a little bit warm for Robert Sala, who's not been able to get it done with the Jets, get them over the top?
2: How long has Joe Douglas been there? A while. I mean, Joe Douglas's seat's clearly warmer than Robert Sala's. Yeah, I would say so. I would say that this is it for, for the GM. Yeah. I, I mean, you you have a quarterback you drafted. Unless they second. make it
0: in the playoffs, then you feel okay. Well, and you also and Aaron You
2: back. went all in with an old quarterback. Like you got to figure that out. You yeah. figured everything else but out. Like you got the, a running back. You got all these weapons. Defense, the defense is crazy. Defense is
0: great, but the old line, the old line in the quarterback position is, is haunted them.
2: And I think hadn't. that they do. You think that they probably thought with Aaron coming in, they're like, you know, Aaron's pretty good at even when he has a crappy ass <laughs> offensive line. Yeah we I mean, like, we got this defense. Let's get that right. Hey, let's sign another. They signed like 20 receivers on this team. Yeah. It's tough, man. I, I don't see why.
0: That team, but even with that O-line, that team's a quarterback away from being a real contender. What happens if they upset the Cowboys this week? Where are we at? Then you feel better about where they're You just go, hey. <laughs> yeah, hey. Yeah. You know, I don't think that I mean, And how do you beat the Cowboys? Do you just
2: run the ball and you throw a bunch of slant passes? Oh, full disclosure, I don't know. I don't I don't You're just not them. getting it done. No, I don't think <laughs> At they're all. going
0: to beat the Jets. I don't think they're going to beat uh, the Cowboys. That, that O-line's not very good and did we watch last week what the Cowboys did to the Giants O-line? I watched
2: it and it was ugly.
0: It was awful. It was <laughs> Every brutal. play Daniel Jones was getting
2: absolutely plastered. What? How did the Cowboys just suddenly get that good though? is my question.
0: Uh, they drafted well? Uh, they just did a really good job. Is the offensive of play calling guys. that much better with McCarthy doing that? Uh, I don't. I don't necessarily. I, I, I think that. it's Well, I think we need to wait on the McCarthy offense because we didn't get to see them play right. really much.
3: We had a, a no. kick,
0: a, a, a field goal block back for six. We had a fumble return for six. We had a bunch of picks. Yeah. We had you know the defense just hounding Daniel Jones the whole game. Offense wasn't even on the field for most of that. Well, you can game. hear the game Sunday here on ninety two nine. Yeah, but I like that Cowboys team. The reason I picked them Cowboys this year, but they're gonna have to get over top. The uh you you were
2: one of the few on the station, I think, that was riding with the boys.
0: Yeah. I have been last People couple like the of 49ers. Years, since I've seen this defense build up, I've been a lot more on the Cowboys side. Remind me of your but 49ers thoughts. My 49ers thoughts in that I, they've changed a little bit because I saw Brock Purdy absolutely okay. hoop in week one. And they won 30-7 to over the Steelers. And that was a really publicly bet game on the other side. A lot of people liked the Steelers in that game. I I just am wondering the sustainability of Brock Purdy back there. But week one showed me that yeah. he's, he's here. He's here, and he's got enough weapons to make it happen. But I just wonder, as you get into the playoffs, what was the issue with Jimmy G with the 49ers, especially against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl? He needed to make one more throw to Emmanuel Sanders down the middle of the field. Can Brock Purdy be the guy that ultimately completes that pass where Jimmy G couldn't? I don't know. I don't necessarily I don't think know. I'm I'm not there. They think so. I'm, they they, do. they they love him. They're they're bought they in. Are all and in. they should be. They should be. He's 6 and 0 as a starter. I get it. Well, in the regular season. Yeah. He's 6 and 0 as a starter. So like I you got to get you got to tip the cap a little bit, but I just no. don't I look at Brock Purdy and I don't see anything he does exceptionally besides maybe read the game and maybe process. But it's easy to process when you have all those weapons. I said division, I meant conference. Yeah, but That is it. Like Brock Purdy, not a great arm. Okay with where he places the ball. Yeah, he's probably a plus athlete, but he's not like a guy that you're going to put it uh, into his hands and run the ball consistently with him. He's just going to be a game manager, and maybe that's all they need. Maybe, well, maybe, all that maybe the Jets should
2: have traded for
0: their other quarterback before the Cowboys did, yeah. you know, <laughs> so they had a
2: backup plan.
0: Now, football season is quickly approaching, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long because right now when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets back every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you get bonus bets, for, bets back for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash Gabe You must be twenty-one plus and president in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. Ten dollar first deposit required. Refund issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Max bonus $50 unless specified otherwise. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fanduel.com sportsbook. Gambling problem called Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. We had Thursday Night Football last night. There's going to be no Jeff Calkins today. He's got a right. He's got some things that he's doing. So we will talk about Thursday Night Football and the Week 2 slate.